Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the GC Sunscast, episode 52. We're going to talk about the AFL assistance package and the upcoming trade period for the Gold Coast Suns. I'm your host Shane, joining me on the line is Tom. Welcome back to the show Tom, it's been a great month, what did you get up to? Hey Shane, how are you? Uh, well, I made a few new friends on Twitter, um, we got... 52, well, that's including you and me, so 50 friends on Twitter of the Suns cast. So uh, I've, I've been having a bit of fun, uh, and a few of our followers uh, have been uh, joining in the, the frivolities, uh, kicking back against all the haters, and oh boy, didn't Twitter blow up today when the news came through. Yeah, um, paying attention to big footy and social media, such as Facebook and everything, it it's really disheartening the the amount of genuine hate towards a football side like the Suns. I mean, it's really unnecessary, and you sort of wonder what sort of condition these people are in to to make some of these comments. But we're not here to dissect, discuss all the negativity around it. That's why we started this podcast to focus right. on some of the the good things and the positives. And let's be honest, most of those people out there making these comments don't know. The difference between the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast—that's <laughs> true. It's true, and 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 whatever sort of uh, vague and, and and erroneous kind of arguments that uh, people come up with—it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. They're just—it's such an echo chamber in, in in Melbourne and in AFL that they keep on repeating the same lies until they all believe in them. Uh, anyway, we're Team Optimist, and. Um, this is a, a, a new day for the Suns. It is. So before we continue the show, we've got to do our usual thing and thank all our Patreon sponsors who are still donating to the show. So thanks for that. And we do hope to reward you over the trade period as we do. I, I'm not going to guarantee we'll be back every single week, but I think we'll be doing a few more regular shows next week and the following week uh, to discuss what's going on. Uh, so th- our Patreon donors, Old Soul, Jack's Dad, Paul Vosti, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, Kate Kelland, Brody Burgess, and James Wood. Thanks again for all your donation and support. Now, since our first episode, uh, sorry, last episode, Tom, a lot's mm. happened. Let's touch on a couple of small things first. The Gold Coast Suns BNF goes to Jared Witts. So, yeah, yeah surprising that, I mean... We both had wits up the top in our um, in our rank, rank, uh, rankings, which we mm-hmm. did in the last episode. Swallow was second, and McPherson was probably the surprise packet of that. Uh, he came third. Um, and what's probably even more surprising is the Brownlow result was sort of switched around the other way, wasn't it? 
uh, Swallow was our leading vote getter. Uh, Wits yeah, only got yeah. the one vote. Well, there's there's two things going on there. It, uh, in one sense, Wits was probably the most consistently good player all year, and and so the weird way that the Suns gather their votes, the system that that since Stuart Jew came in, it's a little bit different. Each coach has had different ways of, of, of doing it. Uh, if you look at the point systems, that they're different ways they've used it. But anyway, uh, Witsy definitely deserved the BNF. But at the Brownlow, Ruckman just don't get it. I mean, if you look at Ruckman, who, who have gotten it, they've been absolutely dominant Ruckman, really. And, I mean, um, is Adam Goods really a Ruckman? I mean, he won it as a Ruckman. So, yeah, Ruckman don't do too well. But, um, you know, I think, what, what did he end up with? I think he might have ended up with a vote. I so think Wits only got the one vote, yeah. You'd rather have one than others. But um, who, who else Who else polled in the Brownlow who, um, who was a little surprising? Off the top of my head, I know Jack Martin got, I think, five votes. And he did. That was only, um, I think, two games in our That's first right. four. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure McPherson did poll a few votes as well. Uh, Miller, besides- Miller did. Yeah, Tuke Miller as well. I don't think there were too many and, others. I think we only had five um, in total. Fiorini. Ah, yes, old Fiorini. <laughs> no, but Swallow got the most Brownlow votes out of the group, and you, you don't when you come dead last, you don't expect to get many. So I think they were hard, hard won. You know, if the, the, a lot of those votes were in losing sides. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's jump ahead to the AFLW news that was announced. Kalinda Howarth and Taylor Smith joined the Gold Coast Suns women's side, and great news! Uh, they're both great. They're both Gold Coasters, so we get some more yeah. Gold Coast talent on the list. And uh, looking forward to the start of the AFLW season. Yeah, well, look, the a lot of the list. Is, is Gold Coast produced academy players who who went to Brisbane or, or got picked up in the draft and elsewhere. Um, the players who, when they first sort of got old enough, there was no AFLW and they went and played VFLW and and other competitions. So, you know, really really good for you know just just like back in the day when the, when the when the Suns men's comp came into things, the um, it, it's a chance for local talent to actually aspire to something rather than having to you know the Nick Rewalds and the and the and and the um Dane Beams of the of the past never had the Gold Coast Suns so the AFLW players now have their own team as well and um oh gee it's so exciting I mean Kalinda Howarth she she went she got drafted to the Brisbane Lions and she told all of her her teammates she considered herself a Gold Coast Sun Hmm. oh it's great news um, all right, we've also got some delistings. Connor Nutting, Jack Leslie, and Brad Shear have all been told they're no longer required at the football club. A uh, bit of sad news with a few academy boys there. Yeah, I'm still not over it with Connor Nutting. I, I think uh, two years on the list and he never got a chance to, to, to play an AFL game and he was one of the best NFL players of the year. Um, he's a he's an Alex Sexton clone. Give him a, a couple of more years, and and he he'll he'll play AFL. I kind of hope we uh, we re rookie him because maybe a, a senior list spot was was you know we need that for Raul and Anderson and whatnot. So, but uh, but yeah, the others you know Sheary he he, he got good service. So did, so did Jack Leslie. But you know 
we've got this big assistance package that we're going to get into in a minute, and someone had to had to go, and you know the all all the talent we brought in in the last few years, you know, there's still a bit of churn there, so there might even still be more delistings. We don't know. Yeah, I certainly expect there will be, especially with the news we hear today. Uh, we do have. Uh, we'll get into all that later. Before we move on, we have a couple of things just to clean up. First of all, we are live. So if you are listening to us live, jump on over to the chat on Spreaker and interact with us. Ask us some questions. Otherwise, just uh, put a comment in the Facebook. I'm monitoring the Facebook page as we're going. And uh, we'll try and get around to any of those comments. And also, I just want to put out a congratulations to Sun's Long-time Sunscast listeners, Robbie and Hannah, who got engaged uh, the other week. So just congratulations to them. I met them a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, all the best to them. Yeah, well done, guys. Okay. Now, into the real nitty-gritty. We're going to get probably a bit heated with some of these things. Now, the first piece of news which came out once the season was over was Jack Martin had requested a trade. And since then, we've found out it's his preferred destination is Carlton. What's your take on this one, Tom? Because I wasn't so sad to see him leaving. I assumed earlier in the year this is what was going to happen. But I, I'm starting to doubt whether we're going to get anything close to fair value for him. Yeah, look, I he's one of my favourite players. So uh, all year, watching him play, we, we've mentioned it, a lot. He started the year quite well. He had a couple of games where he ended up post, you know, getting Brownlow votes, which, you know, it's not just us sort of saying, oh, you know, he seems to be going all right. Then just little things, you know, he's, he statistically had his best year yet, and that's probably because they were playing him in the middle. But we saw his low point, you know, an eight-possession game. And that that's a player who's dropped his bundle. And, you know, I, I guess, I guess in the end, they're sick of losing and their mates are at other clubs and they're winning. And, and you know, who knows what he was going through his head last off-season when he shopped himself around. Um, so this time he's he's, uh, he's able, he's out of a contract, he's able to dictate terms. So, you know, he's gone. But what do you think about our Cal? Um, that was the one that I was going to get riled up about. Now, we stuck up for Cal Archie early in the season for some off-field incidents, and, you know, we still stand by that sort of stuff, but it's very yeah. disappointing to hear someone that you, you you stand up for and fight for um, turn around and move on. Now, mm. we don't know 100% why he's decided to leave. It's probably more so that it's reported that he's going to Brisbane, which yeah. is angered me the most um yeah as you know i'm i despise brisbane and it just it doesn't make sense that he's going up the road he's clearly not happy with he's clearly not happy with uh something or mm. that he just wants to be at the club and it's not necessarily a going home factor i could sort of stomach that Mm. Um, it's more so that there's something going on he's not happy about. Now, rumour is it's a uh, contract. He he wants a long-term contract. Brisbane are apparently offering four years at about 400000 a year, and I don't think Gold Coast were prepared to go anywhere near that. Mm. Um, 
what are your thoughts, Tom? Because I, I had my rant on Facebook when this news yeah. broke. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, I, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't want to believe it. Um, and it's taken me a little while, and I'm still not all, way, all the way there. I, I think um, a couple of people, Michael Whiting has said, um, as always stresses, if a deal gets done. Now, the, the Lions are bursting at the seams. Their list, they haven't delisted anyone. Hodge has retired. They just signed um, Cam ellis Yolman. So they've got no spots for him. I don't know. Like, we could probably talk about this at further length, but I'll just put it out there. There's bound to be a player on the Brisbane list who's sick of playing Neefel, who wants to come to the Suns to get a chance at playing first grade. So a little, a little, a little players trade, and maybe a couple of picks in there to set, to, to balance the ledger because Brisbane don't have as many picks as we do now. So, you know. but I don't. Yeah, just, nah, Brisbane haven't been dealing with us very well. Um, the, there was the Jared Lyons sneaky little little deal that happened with the Lions, you know, basically buttering him up after the bloody trade period. You know, they could have at least put in a decent deal. But, um, yeah, I think they owe us one big time and then, and poaching our players isn't, isn't the way to go about it. Well, Chris Moore in the chat asks what we think about Keys from Brisbane. You mentioned the yeah. Brisbane player coming loose. I've heard his name mentioned a few times before, but I'm... I'm a bit concerned he hasn't really lived up to the expectations that he had several years ago when he was drafted. Um, I'm not sure the Suns would be able to bring that out in him. Well, a couple of things with Ben Keyes. Um, he's only a young bloke. He's 22 years of age, so he's the exact right age profile. And um, the other thing about him is that um, they, they, they drafted him and then they, they've been bringing in players who are experienced AFL players like... Mitch Robbo and, and, and Alan Christensen and well, not that they're exactly the same same role players, but um, it, it, all of these more experienced players that they brought into the Brisbane team it, have basically pushed fringe players like him out. So whilst he still gets a game occasionally, you know, th- there's just there's just so many players that they don't get injured. Um, so really, I, I don't know exactly how many players the Lions used this year, but it was less than 30, and um, he was one of them. So, um, you know, at, at half the clubs in in the country, he'd be getting a run in the senior team every week, including our team. So, yeah, no, bring him on. Um, they, the, the key thing with Ben, I think, is that the Lions have blooded him, uh, just not so much in the last two years. So... Um, he's got the hunger and he's, he's, he's had that taste for it. Um, he's about as experienced and the same age as, as Cal Archie. So it could even be a straight up swap if mm. you've, you know, because Cal didn't play much this year okay. at all. All right. Well, again, uh, we'll shelve that idea, that talk of uh, Brisbane offcuts coming to the Suns for now. And let's jump into the AFL assistance package, which was announced today. Let's break down what that's all about, and then we'll go into trade talk and how the Suns can manoeuvre some deals. Now, the first thing is the Suns have been granted uh, the first pick in this draft to go along with their pick already. So the Suns will now have pick 1 and 20 from the assistance package to go along with pick 2 and pick 15. Mm-hmm. We will also be given pick 11 in the 2020 draft. 
and pick 19 in the 2021 draft. So that's a suite of draft picks over three years, uh, gradually phasing out. Um, what do you make of that, Tom? Uh, well, the, the the pick 11 next year is, is tradable this year too, so it's a thing. But um, as Chris Moore saying in the chat... Um, We've got pick one and two. It's a once-in-a-lifetime a opportunity to pick two best mates who've been playing together for years and years who are the two best players in the draft. So there's just there's just no question. Just like last year, we, we you know we, we knew a long way out that we were we were very likely to get Isaac Rankin and Jack Lukosius. We just didn't really know which order. This time we and we and maybe we thought maybe Connor Rosie instead of in you know it, it was going to be one of the two of the three. Well, the the Anderson and Rankin. I've already given them nicknames. Do you want to hear them? Okay, go ahead. Uh, so uh, Rowdy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Rowl. Yep. And, and and the Matrix. Oh, Mister Anderson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to bring that up with some of the players, see if it sticks. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's interesting. Um, we'll go back to that after we finish the, the, the rest of the assistance package. And the Suns have been granted Darwin as a z- recruitment zone to add to their academy. Now... Uh, what are some of the players that have come out of Darwin to give our listeners some hope? Yeah, well, the, what we think is that um, a couple of the guys who were in the Allies team, and of course the Allies team, you know, did have quite a number of sons in it. So um, Malcolm Roses Jr. and Ben Junkfer. Um, ben Junkfer ca- actually came and trained at the Suns in, in, um, during the season. So... Um, That'll be very interesting to see uh, if indeed... Because the thing we've got to remember is Darwin is like the only city for bloody hundreds and hundreds of kilometres in every direction in, in the Northern Territory, including the islands. So, the, the you know, when when young young players are like 16 and they're just killing it in their, in their own towns or, or whatever, then they generally go to boarding school in Darwin and then they play in the senior reserves and then senior men's. And then they, you know, it, historically, the players who have gone to, to the, the Northern Territory Thunder will play NEFL and play Academy and NEFL and then and then get drafted. Well, with the, the Next Generation Academies, we're Indigenous players, you know, so all of that kind of thing. The, the, the Next Generation Academy... Um, it's probably because okay. So normally I'd research. Simple, Tom. <laughs> yeah, normally I'd research the hell out of this and give you a straight answer. But the fact of the matter is, with all of the the noise on the internet today about this assistance package, it's impossible to to Google Gold Coast Suns Northern Territory Academy without getting a thousand other things. So. Um, the Northern Territory AFL have said that they'll make things much more clear next week as to what they plan to do in response to this. They've welcomed it. Um, if you want to have a read of that, it's it's on our Facebook page. So, um, in short, um, yeah, the Darwin the Darwin region, um, we may get immediate benefit this draft, but if not, um, that yeah, we might even end up with a Rioli within a couple of years. Yeah, and I think Stephen May came from Darwin as well when we initially recruited him, didn't he? 
we had we had the Darwin Zone, so yeah. it's like they're just giving it back. They um, gave it to GWS, of course. Yeah, and so with that also comes free access for the Suns uh, to uh, anyone in our academy, and obviously that includes the Darwin Zone. Now, free access, from my understanding, is no bids. So if a club, uh, the Suns can elect to take any player in their academy mm. without mm. having to, to match a bid. Now, this mm. is going to immediately have a benefit for us this year with Badaric and if we go after Ace and Gore, although you've been harping on all year that Ace is already a Cat B rookie because of his... Um, well, because he's uh, Papua New Guinean, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's not even an Aussie. So uh, a bit of an update there. There's a, there's also an Irishman that by the name of Luke Tui, who is faster than any AFL player, listed AFL player. Um, he, he He's come to train with the Suns twice uh, since August. And they're basically, we're just waiting for today and waiting for the trade period to open up. So at, at the right time, Luke Tui is is it, it's. I think I worked out the other day. It might actually be Toey, Luke Toey, um, and and uh, and Ace will be just straight on the category B list. Won't even have to go to the draft. And but then, now then now next... we've got this system where maybe all of our academy players, doesn't matter where they come from, they're all able to be stuck on there. Yeah, and but... the, the biggest one next year will be. Um, God, I'm blanking on his name now. Alex Davies. Alex Davies. So uh, you know, he, you know, he's likened like to a Pendlebury, Pendlebury clone, you know, probably the biggest talent we've had come through the academy since Jack Bowes. So what's expected that's, that's to true. be a, a first-round pick, possibly a high first-round draft pick, is essentially going to walk free to the, to the Suns, which is great news. And yeah, he'll be playing. He's already been playing Neef for us. Um, he'll be he'll be f- featuring very heavily in the Allies next year. Um, okay. Look, and- um, Alex Alex Davies is, is is a funny case because they they compare him to Scott Pendlebury, which is pretty exciting. But Scott Scott Pendlebury's wife's name is Alex Davis. So, <laughs> so uh, whenever Pendles reads something about about the next Scott Pendlebury and it's his wife's name, I think that's hilarious. Um, and I, I, I've got the hot tip. That um, the under 16s from this year, who'll be under 17s bottom ages, they're the best group of academy players. I'll, uh, I'll shout out to Errol Davis, uh, uh, sorry, Errol Harris, uh, and his son Austin Harris, as uh, an under 16s player who's been winning all the awards this year, and he'll be he'll be no doubt making his NEFL debut and his allies selection this year. Oh, fantastic! Next year. Um, to finish off the assistance, we've been given up to 10 rookies. Now that's... If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Uh, interesting wording, up to 10. Mm. Uh, now, it doesn't specify if they're Category B rookies, Category A rookies, or a combination of both. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but mm. we have four Cat A rookie spots and four Cat B rookie spots. Uh, no. No? We got... No, we... We, we, we had... Four category A, 
and they gave us extra. So we've got seven Category A rookie spots. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you, to, do you want me to go through it? Break it down. Um, we, we had four Category A and three Category B, and they gave us extra Category A spots. So it was 6A and 3B, and now it'll be a, a tenth rookie spot. I'm just guessing it's Category B. Yeah. Um, that would make the most sense because of Ace and, and this Luke Toey Irish recruit. Um, the, the, as things stand right now, we don't know which players are Category A and Category B because they, they're interchangeable. They have to, it, it, they can be nominated um, in the middle of the year to go up from B to A and then be slotted back in B. So this is an ongoing thing. The club's not transparent on it because they don't have to be. Um, so where we are at the moment with our list is we have 36 senior players and we have six uh, rookies. So if we automatically assume that those six rookies are, are all A or a combination of A and B, we've got the wriggle room to go to the draft and then at the end of the draft we've got 10 guys on the rookie list because we're only using we're only using 48 spots So anyway. So it's really two extra spots they've given us. Um, even though they gave us one of them last year, we didn't use it. Um, initially, we didn't use very much of the extra spots we were given, but if you remember, we went out and, and got um, Sam Fletcher and Mitch Reardon, and they and even then, it didn't take us out to 49 spots. So now we've got the 50 spots. Uh, category B uh, players don't count under, under the salary cap. So, you know, so considering if it, if it there's, been being... no, there's been no mention of increased salary cap, which is what we were mm. hoping for to allow us to retain players, you've yeah. got to assume, because they've given us extra rookies, they're mm. going to cost money. So you've got to assume that the extra rookie spots are not going to count towards salary cap, therefore being Category B rookies. This is right. We, we asked for more money mm. and we didn't get it. So that 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 in a way it sort of sucks because we we've now got the draft picks to be able to offer other clubs, but if we want to go after Brad Crouch, can we afford him? Yeah, you know this this is the question now. So um, it it may be that we build through the draft and have some judicious trades where we can get affordable players, not on ridiculous money, because we 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 do have a lot of very young talent who have to be on inflated money because, you know, in, in three or four years, they're going to be winning brown line medals. So, you know. Well, the amount of upcry, uh, uproar and outcry regarding <laughs> uh, the, the assistance package today. Is it the yeah. AFL or is it the VFL? Is it? Yeah, you know, I totally yeah, agree yeah. with Tony Cochran. He came out and had a good speech today about, you know, the, the other clubs just having to... To suck it, basically. Uh, yeah. You know, and then idiots like Jeff Kennett come out and oh. criticise the creation of the club to begin with. Um, and, yeah, he, and even, he was on drugs. You've even got, um, you know, list managers and uh, higher-ups at other clubs, such as Adelaide, who put out a press statement, uh, basically shying away from it, but saying they've made their feelings known. You've yeah. got Brisbane complaining about it as well. It's sure, it's getting it quite out of hand. I mean, for God's sakes, it's a couple of draft picks. 
It's but not going like to destroy their world. People have past hating us for, for, for not winning ever. They now hate us because they, they believe that there should be a team in Tasmania and, instead of us, and they now hate us because, uh, you know, money's been poured into the Gold Coast instead of into the Northern Territory. You know, they, they've all got their own agendas and and uh, and surprising people like, um, you know, Terry Wallace, he, he, will, he will in one minute contradict himself 53 times about the Suns. Mm-hmm. He'll go one way and then he'll go the other the way and back and forth and, and you just think what what goes through their heads do they just say the first thing that they think of yeah well i'm certainly listening to trade radio uh yeah you know and scratching my head going why the hell am i listening to this crap <laughs> the i know there's a couple that, of there's a couple of guys who are, who are good yeah um mitch cleary he, he's doing he's doing a good job and and you know our cal toomey um uh, you know he he's um he, he's always got something good to say about the sons there aren't, there, there aren't very many others, though. All right, let's jump into the trade talk. So, now, the, the following names haven't been made official, but we expect them fully to come on board, and we would put our reputation on it. So, we, we're just going to go ahead and say, Brandon Ellis is coming to the Suns, and Hugh Greenwood is coming to the Suns. So, that yep. gives us a, a pacey wingman in Brandon Ellis, mm. two-time Premiership mm. player, 170-odd ga- AFL games. Uh, 176, yep. 26, and, uh, you know, he, he's going to provide something for, that the Suns desperately lack, which is that outside run and the ability to actually use the ball and hit a target. Yeah. Now, yep. you, he's, you had some he's, great he's stats really, on he's really, he's really in the prime of his career. Yeah. Like, so, uh, people, people think Brandon Ellis and they think, you know, maybe 2013 when he was sort of first started to play. He started a bit earlier than that. He's pretty much his career has been parallel to the Suns. It's just that he's gone his trajectory's gone up with, with the Tigers and the Suns have sort of went up a little bit in the middle and have been down at the bottom ever since. So he's the perfect age. Um, he, he people remember him when he was sort of a, a leaky backman who who would often, you know, just do something that looked really dumb and with his platinum blonde hair, he just stood out like a sore thumb and and I, I remember i was on I, I was i was one of the haters i said i said to my richmond mate at the time and he, and he still reminds me to this day every time they win the bloody flag that, that i i said that richmond had to get rid of ellis or they would never win the flag and i was totally wrong and i'm happy to say i was wrong because without him they wouldn't have won two flags maybe they would have won one i don't know but uh they, they can't keep him they can't afford him no, they've got a whole bunch of players. So, and 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 it's sweet revenge because they they just walked in and, and took Tom Lynch without actually giving us any anything in return. And the AFL paid the bill, and now we can just walk in and say, oh well, you've won two premierships now. And there's a, there's a lot of complaining of about agent. there's a lot of complaining about Brandon Ellis and the rumored contract he's on and the dollars. But in all honesty, the Suns are desperate for mature talent. Uh, we lack outside pace and uh, just players that have good disposal efficiency. I'm open to spending whatever it costs to, to get a player through the door. It's not like we're breaking the bank trying to trying to cover all of our salaries. We got rid of everyone that was worth any money over the last few years. So it's yeah. time to, to sort of bring that, 
that back up and we need mature bodies to help these kids we can't play money ball strategy or anything like that we just gotta get what we can and if that costs money that costs money but brandon ellis comes to the club with great character and with great experience and maturity and he should hopefully be able to to grow and develop some of these kids coming through um now, Hugh Greenwood, he's 190-odd centimetres, 92 kilos. Uh, he's 28 next year in March. Mm-hmm. But he he only started AFL football when he, I think he was 25. Back in 2017 was his first year. Um, he, he's been averaging 17 disposals a game over his career. Uh, tackles over the six tackles a game. Just under a goal a game as well. Um, he's pretty pretty consistent. Two and a half marks a game. He's fairly consistent with that, but he's got potential when he's given more responsibility to improve. Now he's stuck behind Adelaide midfielders, Crouch, the Crouch brothers, Sloan as well, um, Cam Ellis, Yolman at times, and Laird, uh, all the other Crows midfielders. Mm, mm. He he's always sort of struggled. He did play 22 games last year, but I think this year suffered from a bit of injury and only played 14. Now, he's going to come to the to the Suns on a rumored 3-year deal with another year that can be triggered if he reaches games. And my understanding is it's going to be around that 350 to 400,000 a year mark. Again, that's actually quite uh quite effective cost-wise for what we're getting with uh, Hugh Greenwood. And yeah, I think yeah. he can have an immediate impact, uh, not just play in the midfield as an inside mid, but he's got the talent to to basically play wherever the coach wants him to, whether it be down in the forward line or off the half back. I really think Hugh Greenwood's a great asset for us. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned it all. Um, and, and what it really comes down to with, with the last couple of years trades is character so you know i'm not going to name any names but there, there, there are players who have been brought in, in the last two years who uh, you know maybe if we had our best team on on the track that their individual input would increase and and, and it, you know everything would be all happy days as it was in the very early season but a guy like this comes in and he'll probably be playing best 22 from from round one uh, and if he's not, he'll he'll be depth and you know fighting fighting to make his way into the team. So it's only a good thing. But it's the character. Like he he went overseas and played basketball for in college basketball in America for five years. Like he he played all of his junior footy up until seventeen, I think he was. Um, you know, so he he's he's had experiences that the the young guys at the Suns are just going to look up to him and go, wow, you you know. You're amazing. You you travelled the world with basketball, and then you change sports, and you, you're still playing at the highest level. Hmm. Yeah. So excited about Ellison Greenwood. Now, let's talk about some more players that aren't confirmed but have been heavily linked to the Suns. First off, let's just get it out the way. Burgoyne and Eddie Betts were heavily spoken about for the Suns. Unfortunately, mm. it didn't come to fruition. Uh, it sounds like Burgoyne did the whole tour and everything, and rumours are uh, family reasons. At the last minute, he decided 
it wasn't the best fit for his family. So that's unfortunate. And it seems like Eddie Betts has taken a similar path, although I don't think he got as far as touring the facilities. Um, now, Not a done deal, though, is it, with Eddie? It, 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 until you hear it from Eddie's mouth, I don't think uh, anything's happening. I think... Um, I think Carlton have gone out there and said they want the world, but they really don't have all of the the, the, the trade pieces, right? So Carlton are going to be spending next year's draft picks if they're going to get their full shopping list. And I don't think it takes a lot to get Eddie, but it's the the, the money factor. Well, speaking... so if we if, if we happen to be you know just standing in the slips waiting for for a player to come through when negotiations break down, he could be one of the slips to us. Well, speaking of uh, costs, I mean, we discussed Ellis. He's a free agent, so he's not going to cost yep. the club anything to get him. No. Greenwood is uh, uncontracted. So if, if we want to play hardball, we could get him to walk through to the preseason draft. However, true, I, yeah. I think his value is worth a third or fourth round draft pick, and Gold Coast would probably be willing to hand that over to Adelaide. But yeah. it depends if Adelaide are going to try and play a hardball. Now, I'd say a future third for him because that Adelaide would think that's going to be fairly early in the third, and we, we don't give a shit because we just got give, given the, the the world. <laughs> so yeah. a future third means nothing. Um, now the other player that we're heavily linked to is Brad Crouch. Now he's a yeah. gun midfielder for Adelaide. He has struggled with injuries in his time. He was in the mini draft the same year as Jack Martin, I believe. Was it Martin or, or Jager O'Meara? It was one of the two. I think it was O'Meara uh, and Hogan and then Martin yeah. and Crouch. That's right, yeah. So so that the, the, the Crouch brothers came to Adelaide in vastly different ways, but um, they did come together. Um, there's, there's whispers today that, that there might be, a, uh, might be a bit of a push on from the Crouch brothers to, to go both come to the Suns. Yeah. Now, I don't know how that would work. Let, let's start we... by talking about Brad first. Yeah, now, yeah. yeah, Brad was had his best year for the Crows this year. Uh, I think he played every game. He was yeah. their leading Brownlow vote-getter as well with about 14 from memory, which, you know, that's, I think, double what David Swallow finished up with with Brownlow votes. So he'd easily be our best player. Yeah. Uh, however, he wants, apparently, from his manager... He wants $5 million over five years. Now, that is that way too much money. And if that's what it's going to cost for Brad Crouch, not even I am willing to pay that. Can I tell you one way it gets done, and not at, not at that much, but one way he, he, he becomes an instant millionaire. Um, so 2020, 2021, 2022, that's the end of the broadcast deal. And the next salary cap increase will be significant. So... List managers need to sort of gamble a little bit with the long-term contracts that go beyond 2022, which not a lot of ours do. But the ones that we have that go beyond that, we can sort of pay overs now because later we'll have more money to spend, but they'll still be on the same pay. So there is a a way to do it, but not at a million. No way. No, I think if he was to... I'm happy with the five-year contract. I think that's yeah. understandable. But I think seven hundred fifty to $850,000 is probably the most you'd want to be paying for someone like Brad Crouch. And, uh, and, if, and if we're going to trade for his brother as well, then they both have to take a pay cut. Exactly. Now, if Matt Crouch comes along, not only... 
let's just talk about off-field for starters. First of all, we're going to have to give up a lot more to get a trade done with Adelaide. Now, Adelaide mm. are going to come after picks one and two, if that's the case. No, now, they're no, not going no. to go anywhere. They're going to Rao and Anderson. So, realistically, I think the best-case scenario, for the Suns anyway, would be a future first and possibly the pick 11 as well. For, well, the for both pick 11, brothers. for sure. But, uh, and financially... I think the both Crouch brothers would have to to take a bit of a pay cut and split the split the wage for the sake of being able to play with each other. Exactly. Um, now, the issue though on field, I don't think we could support both Crouch brothers. They're very similar players, inside midfielders. We're already stacked with inside midfielders. It's going to impact the development of Brody, and mm. um, I'm drawing a blank on our inside midfielders. Tuke Miller's in there as well, but he is more flexible yeah, enough. No. Uh, We've already him up to, he, he's 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 gonna he's gonna become a part time midfielder and and uh, and play a very valuable role as a tagger occasionally. Uh, he can play forward, he can play back, but uh, the, he's the thing that's got to give. Um, he can go onto the ball every now and then, and Darcy McPherson can go on the ball every now and then. But if we bring in Matty Rowell, and I don't even know if Anderson will be developed enough to start mid, but someone like Brad Crouch would just be the immediate bull. Um, Davey Swallow could play a little bit more forward every now and then because, let's face it, he, he's a good mark and he, and he kicks these clutch goals. Um, it just gives us so many options, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess the players like Miles and Brody uh, would probably mm-hmm. be on the outskirts if that was to happen. Now, I suppose Miles could be relegated to a needful sort of role. Um, but someone like Brody, I'd like to see him try to fill his potential and yep. need to be given game time. We well, saw, we saw what he, spot, he was capable of, and Brody could really be a star for the Suns. Um, but, yeah, I think at this stage, just the one Crouch brother. Uh, Matt's contract, I think, ends in 2021, so he's got a couple of years still, and uh, maybe look at bringing the brother over then. Um, mm. I'd it could be best for both clubs. If I they certainly wouldn't each. want to lose Lukosius, though, for, no. for the cost of Crouch. Because uh, I think if we lose Lukosius, then you might as well say goodbye to King as well. I think those two are tight buds, and if one of them goes, it sort of encourages the other one. Yeah, exactly. And and what we what we need to do is is consolidate these you know good good years that we've had sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and now nineteen. There's four drafts and trade periods where we can really put the the, the you know the forty core players and and ten sort of fringe players in, in one group together to move forward. And there'll be natural attrition each year, but we're only going to be talking about five five or six players each year. And the older players will eventually retire and, and all the rest of it. The new bunch will move through. And, and, and you know, 10 years from now, we'll be playing in grand finals because of this package. Mm. Uh, but we can't screw it up. Yeah, and that's what I think. The, trade, the AFL concessions were worded in the way that they they will reevaluate the picks at the end of the, every year. Now, to me, that's people are saying, oh, that they can take them away. No, to me, that's saying to the Suns, we expect you to use these extra picks to trade for players. We've given you pick twos and pick one so you can get Raul and Anderson. 
but we need you guys to get some experienced players. And that's, to me, what makes sense about all these other picks that we've been given. And I fully yeah. expect the club to try and do that, especially if they can get someone like Brad Crouch. Uh, I think that just completes our midfield and gives us a fighting chance to try and develop some of these players. Yeah. And there, and there may even be a you know a little bit of wriggle room in there that if we come dead last twice in a row again, that they might even give us another priority pick, especially if the worst happens and say King goes home or whatever. Mm. Hey, I want to chuck one 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 speculator in there. Um, I'm against it, but a lot of fans. No, we seem to have lost Tom. Um, Love. Yeah, oh. sorry, Tom, you cut in and out there. Um, We've, Have we gone over? Uh, just about. I've got one question uh-huh. on Facebook. Um, yeah. Rod Walsh wants to know, how do you interpret the Academy bidding concessions? Say we've got seven vacancies on our list going into the draft. Can we just select Connor Badarek and say we're using our seventh highest pick on him? I'm pretty sure it's something along the lines of that, although I'd expect basically the club can say pr- prior to the draft they want this player. Yeah, maybe rookie drafting. Yeah, but similar. We'll have to find out. That's that's a big thing. Uh, it's a, it's there's there's it's the AFL announcement today was vague. Yeah, very and very vague. And a Craig- lot of different media commentators have interpreted it differently. Um, I'm not certain that we've we've interpreted it properly, but um, I'm happy to go with this at the moment because ABC and AFL.com.au have said that we get access to all Academy players. Uh, I, I originally interpreted it as just the Darwin Academy players. We could pre-list okay. like we pre-listed the mature age players. All right, Tom, that's a wrap for the show tonight. Thanks for joining me. And uh, all of our listeners, fingers crossed, we'll be back next week with some more trade chat as next week is when the trade period kicks off and we can bask in the glory of uh, all the names that the Suns are finally going to get. Yeah, and it's the free agents first off the rank. (laughs) Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.